Welcome to this podcast, made possible by Vision Australia Radio. Visit varadio.org, subscribe on iTunes or your favourite podcast platform. Often some of this program, some of us see an issue and think, why doesn't someone do something about that? And others see an issue and do something about it. Our next guests are very much in that second category. Let's welcome the program, and we've had her on before, Auntie Rhonda Collard-Spratt. Auntie Rhonda, great to speak to you again. Thank you so much for your time. Hello, Peter. Hello, listeners. How are you? We're very well, and Jackie Ferro's with us. How are you going, Jackie? Um, well, thanks, Peter. Now, Auntie Rhonda, you did see a problem, and it was through your granddaughters. That's a very, very personal uh, situation. Tell us a bit about that. Yes, it's um, this really uh, was so emotional to write this one for me because my granddaughters were being bullied in high school. So I said to Jackie, our next dreaming story must cover this issue. And so we've co-written together Bobtail's Friend. It's about the Bobtail, which is the blue tongue lizard, being bullied because her tongue is blue and all the other bush animals have pink tongues. And it's about choosing your words that heal and not to, words not to hurt. So it's a very important message and lesson for everyone to learn and in the beginning of our book, we have a dedication that reads to children everywhere. When you feel hurt by cruel words, know that you are beautiful and you matter. Ugly words don't hold the truth about you. So it was a, a difficult thing for me because I was attached to the story on an emotional level. But working with Jackie Farrow, um, I think we have done an amazing job together on this difficult <laughs> issue. Hey, yeah. Jackie. Well, I'm not sure if we should ask Jackie. She's probably a bit biased. But, Jackie, do you think you've done a good job? (laughs) Well, I think the story is interesting in that it provides children who are bullied with ideas on how to address bullies themselves. It also gives bystanders an idea. So children who witness other children being teased, it gives them an idea on what to say and do. And the third thing it does is allow the bullies a way forward so the bullies understand how deeply their words have hurt someone and that they can say sorry and that they can take an action to in some way help and repair and heal that damage to that person they have hurt with their cruel words. So I think in that way, yes, we have done a good job because we've (laughs) looked at it from all angles and I hope, you know, it's a story that really resonates with school-aged children in a way that they understand. And, you know, because as only Rhonda says, a wound to your flesh can heal, but a wound to your heart can last a lifetime. And children need to understand that. And, and they're listening to the role models of their parents. And we hope, too, that the parents who buy the book and the teachers who share it in the classrooms pass on that teaching to the children. The book's called Bob Tower's Friend, as you mentioned, and we'll let people know how they can uh, purchase it uh, before we wrap up. Auntie Rhonda, Jackie made a really good point there about the parents, because I've got this feeling that, you know, all of us have probably got more goodness than bad, and sometimes whatever happens makes us more bad than it should be. So I guess the, the point about it being aimed at the parents or the parents can be learning from it as well, that's very, very important because the kids that are bullying other kids, they must be learning that from somewhere. They, they wouldn't kind of invent it themselves, would they? No. Um, hatred is a learnt behaviour because everyone's born with a good heart and good spirit, but 
young children have a clean slate. Their memories and their hearts come clean, but it's what we imprint on it as mums and dads, nanas and pops and uncles and aunties, and it has a a long-lasting effect because what you learn as a child is your most informative years and these stay with you. So we need to be good role models for our future generations that's coming up because they will be leaders of the world. So we need to put that wonderful foundation of caring and acceptance and embracing people because we're all human beings and um, we all have tears, we all bleed red, so... It's about being inclusive and not leaving anybody out. That is so true. Jackie, uh, Auntie Rhonda mentioned the fact that, um, you know, the, the, the story with the blue tongue lizard and, and its colour is different than the others. That's such a simple but such a fantastic uh, sort of metaphor, isn't it? It is. And the amazing thing that, you know, grounds the story is where Auntie Rhonda is from. She's from northwest Western Australia where bobtail lizards run wild and the story focuses on Arnie Rhonda's home country, her heart country, and the bobtail lizard from the desert of all creatures makes best friends with a saltwater dolphin down the Murchison River Um, and it really reflects Arnie and my relationship. We've been friends now for a decade and we're from such different worlds yet, as we say, we are... Friends for life. (laughs) And that's the final words of the story, that the dolphin and the bobtail become friends for life. And, Mm. uh, you know, the the bobtail can't even uh, swim underwater. It's a a land creature that breathes air. So that was sort of the, you know, interesting take we took on it. And and to include Arnie Rhonda's connection to country and her animals that she grew up uh, around as, as part of her connection to country. so And it represents our, our different worlds. I've stepped into white spaces, which I didn't feel comfortable in going, but with Jackie by my side, I have learnt that it's okay to step in these worlds which aren't familiar to me. And she came into my Aboriginal world. We've visited reserves which still exist, which are called villages now. And she came and visited my friends and family at a reserve. So we've enriched each other's lives by stepping out of our comfort zone and going into each other's different worlds. Beautiful. Uh, Chandra, I hope it's okay for for me to ask you about this because we were talking earlier and you mentioned something that happened to you in your early days. I'm referring to the fact that uh, you were so discouraged from speaking your uh, native language. I mean, when I heard that, like I was... It's just so hard to believe. Yes, we were told that our language, which I know is the true voice of this ancient sacred land that we're all walking on, and um, the missionaries said that our language was rubbish and we had to speak English. And (laughs) sorry, I'm just laughing because our mob reckoned when the English came that they were speaking snake language because (laughs) when you speak English... All you ever hear is S, like if you order fish and chips. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Anyway, we were severely punished and we got a flogging and had our mouths scrubbed out with velvet soap and a scrubbing brush and uh, we were not allowed to speak it. So it is an honour and a privilege to 
bring our language in these two different books and we have it in song and we have a glossary at the back and we have an audio book which mm-hmm. I'm narrating the story and Jackie and I are singing the song and you can hear how to pronounce the word in our glossaries in both books. So we mm-hmm. must keep language because one of the languages in the, this book is Nanda language, a Yamaji language, which is my father's and it's in deep sleep. So I'm saying, wake up, language, we need you, wake up. So I'm nudging it awake. <laughs> mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, going through school uh, in the 60s and 70s, we didn't learn much about that sort of stuff. I mean, we learned European history and American history and ancient history, the Romans and the Greeks, but uh, that, that kind of, in my day, which as I say, is 50 years ago, I, I shudder when I say it, but uh, we kind of didn't really know much about that. That wasn't kind of uh, part of the curriculum. Yeah, I know, and that's sad because mm. that's why I wrote Alice's Daughter about my life, Lost Mission Child. Jackie and I co-read it together, and um, it's about speaking the truth of this land. It's our shared history, not just Aboriginal history. It's all of our Australians' history, and it's just about my life and what I experienced as a stolen child. Because, Jackie, someone who's been through the tough times that Auntie Rhonda has been through, I mean, to I've used the expression to have turned out as Auntie Rhonda has is, is just such a credit to her. I mean, it says so much about Auntie Rhonda as a person, doesn't it? It's remarkable, isn't it, that Auntie Rhonda can still laugh and be accepting of people and having experienced so much trauma if you read Alice's daughter you'll see it's trauma upon trauma upon trauma throughout her life which nobody deserves let alone someone with such a kind heart who wouldn't hurt who, who wouldn't hurt an animal or a person and it's just wrong and it's tragic and she speaks for many she speaks for many voiceless people of the stolen generations and uh, we call her a survivor of the stolen generations because sadly many of them died far too young and quite often they took their own lives and that Mm. that is the result of that trauma and Aunty Rhonda is an incredibly resilient person and I guess Part of her healing was writing and another part of her healing is her incredible art. She's an incredible artist. She's a poet. She's a singer-songwriter. And all of these creative outlets have actually helped her to, I guess, zone out a little from the reality and but also reconnect her with her aboriginality and her spirituality and her connection to her ancestors and who she really is as a person and I think and it's just shown inner strength it's it's not you know it's by and large the person she is you know not not a credit to others but the fact that somehow she had this strength to survive so yeah, I just think she's a national treasure. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone listening would be uh, nodding in agreement. Now, tell us about the book. Then it's it's out now. It was uh, kind of launched during NADOC week, uh, which is uh, very appropriate. Uh, tell us about the book and, and how people can get hold of it. Well, you can buy find us on come on, Jackie spiritofthedreaming dot com. <laughs> <laughs> And if you come through us, we sign it and we promptly send it back to you through the post. So, and you find all our other books here as well. 
including the audio books. I was going to say, tell us a bit more about the audio version because I, yeah, I, I so know for a number books. of our listeners that might really be uh, something they'd love yes. to hear. And Auntie Rhonda, yes. you read it yourself, so um, you, it's very authentic. Yes, I'm reading it. Yeah. And then um, Jackie's son, Luca Ferro, has edited it and put all the different sounds of the land, the creek, the rivers and all the animals, and he's done a fantastic job. And then Jackie and I sing the song together, and we got an Aboriginal chant in Wadjuri Yamaji language. And um, and the, the audio book comes as a card. It's yes. a USB card, so you can plug it into your laptop and you'll okay. hear any Rhonda. Or you can plug it in. If you've got a modern car, you plug it into your car in your yep. USB portal where you usually put your phone. And Aunty Rhonda will start narrating the story as you travel along. <laughs> we can't get away from you, Aunty Rhonda. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, that's fantastic. Well, thank you again for speaking to us. We spoke to you uh, with your last book, and uh, I hear a bit of a rumour that uh, you might be working on another one. That's so true. Our next story will be called Old Nanaquaka Caring for Country. And... Um, it's about looking at our animals again and the message about looking after the land because the land is what we need to survive. Mother Earth gives us everything we need from the water to the air we breathe and the food that we eat and the shelter we need. So it's a very important message so that our children and their children's children will have a beautiful land to live on with fresh water, clean air. So it's about caring for Mother Earth. Right, we'll uh, make a, a date that uh, we're going to speak to you when that book comes out as well. Auntie Rhonda Collard-Spratt and also Jackie Ferrer, thank you for speaking to us. Now, if people want to get hold of the book, and we'll put this up on our Facebook page. In Harmony, give us the uh, name of the website. Give us the address. Spiritsofthedreaming.com. Beautifully done. Thank you so, so much. And you both uh, take care of each other and take care of yourselves. Thank you. Thank you, and you, you too. too. All the best to you and the listeners. I'll say Budajong, go well and go strong. That's in Yunga language and in Yamaji language is order. So go well and go strong with a good heart and a kind spirit. There they go. That's Auntie Rhonda Collard-Spratt and Jackie Farrow, their book, Bobtail Friend. It's out at the moment. And if you want to find out more, check out our Facebook page. All the details are there. Thanks for listening to this Vision Australia radio podcast. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcasts.